Hi, I'm Frank Tanner, I'm on the Seaside Sessions and today I've been asked to talk about five songs that have influenced me and that is an agonising task to pick only five and I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, the first track I'm going to pick is a song by NoFX called Falling In Love. Um, I'm a 90s punk kid at heart. I grew up with Dookie and Smash and then descending further down the food chain from there. And um, NoFX remain one of my favourite bands. I am friends with those guys now, except it's weird because whenever we hang out at this part of my brain going... Uh, um, anyway, I, I, I'm not sure how much I noticed at the time, um, but Fat Mike is secretly one of the best songwriters in the world. Um, and I'm not sure I was thinking in terms of songwriting when I was a kid, but as an adult looking back on it, certainly an awful lot of his work has influenced my work. Um, and in particular, some of their kind of more like headline songs, if you like, are a bit more kind of like jokey, throwaway or whatever. But a lot of their records have songs on that are just like profound pieces of writing. Falling in Love, which is the last track on Heavy Petting Zoo, I think I'm right in saying, uh, is just a, a staggeringly beautiful lyric and melody and it works together beautifully and you can play on an acoustic guitar and that's the test of the true song. The next song that I'm going to choose is a song by a band called The Weaker Thans and the song is called Pamphleteer. Um, uh, I got into the Weaker Thans like most people my age did because John K. Sampson used to play bass for Propagandi, who are a raging anarchist punk band from Winnipeg. And then he, he quit and formed a country band and everybody went, what? Um, uh, and I had no interest in kind of like country music at the time, but I loved Propagandi, so I checked it out. And um, since then, I have been the world's biggest Weaker Thans fan. And I almost certainly am the world's biggest Weaker Thans fan. I have their lyrics and artwork tattooed all over me and I'm just fucking obsessed with them. Um, and I could pick, I could talk at length about almost every single Weaker Thans song, but um, I, I remember the song Pamphleteer hitting me particularly hard. It's a beautiful lyric, it's a beautiful song. Um, there's a, John, John is the master of the perfect couplet. Um, there's a line in Pamphleteer where he says, uh, I don't know what I should do with my hands when I talk to you and you don't know where you should look so you look at my hands. And it's just like, if I ever write a lyric that's within a hundred miles of that perfectly balanced, I will die a happy man. Press one to a chest then Watch it swoop, stutter to the ground um, For my third song, I'm gonna pick a song by Regina Spector uh, and it's a song called Chemo Limo. Um, uh, in, by, I'm kind of going chronologically through this and by the point that we get to me listening to Regina Spector, I was working as a solo artist and starting to think about songwriting very consciously as an art form in itself, which is how I would define what I do now. Um, uh, and I'm always interested in songwriters who think outside the box and that kind of thing and aren't just kind of standard stuff. I mean, you know, there are a lot of standards who are incredible, whether you're talking about Townsend's Zandt, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, whoever, but um, Regina Spector, I think, is undervalued as being a truly out there progressive songwriter. Um, and one of the reasons I particularly like 
her stuff is that it never sounds particularly like proggy, but if you actually start deconstructing what she's doing in terms of chords and time changes and stuff, um, you kind of go like, wait, wait a minute, what? What did you just play? Um, and I love that because like stuff that sounds self-consciously like sort of weird and progressive isn't always to my taste. And, and I love the fact that she sneaks all of this crazy jazz shit into her songs. Um, Kima Limo is just, it's like a stream of consciousness song. I mean, it, it's full of incredible lyrics, mad imagery, and just as a subject matter for a song, a woman who's been told that she's dying of cancer and that chemotherapy isn't necessarily gonna save her and decides to spend the money on hiring a limousine instead. It was certainly, in terms of subject matter, it was an inspiration in some ways for my song, for my song Long Live the Queen, um, uh, because that's a similar-ish kind of subject matter. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, I. I find myself singing crispy, crispy Benjamin Franklin came over and babysat all four of my kids in the shower more often than I care to admit. I came up listening to punk rock and then kind of folk and country music and that is still my sort of main hinterland but as I've got older I've attempted to kind of listen outside of that uh, bracket and um, uh, you know, one of the things about concentrating on songwriting to the exclusion of genre, it, I think that's a really healthy way of thinking about music. I mean, who gives a fuck if something's supposed to be punk or disco? You know, ABBA are the best songwriters of the 20th century. That's a solid gold fact right there. Um, and you can play an ABBA song as a punk song or a folk song or any other song because it's just absolute solid gold material. Um, the song I'm going to pick now is a song uh, by Bill Withers, uh, a song called Lean On Me which you probably know, it's a very famous song. Um, it is, in my opinion, a four minute masterclass in songwriting. Um, I think that um, simplicity and timelessness as values within songwriting are difficult things because you can't, you can't quite aim at them directly. You can't sit down and write, I'm going to write a timeless song because then you end up sounding like Robbie Williams um, uh, and no one wants that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's about, um, you have to kind of stumble into it, but what I love about Lean On Me is it's just, it's just the first four notes of the scale going up and down and, and it, it couldn't be simpler. And the lyrics, he doesn't use any weird vocabulary, he doesn't say anything um, unusual, but he just, uh, he just, says what you always wanted to say to your best friend, you know? Um, uh, it's just, a, it makes me weep every time I hear that song, uh, and I absolutely love it. And it's been a huge influence on my writing recently. The song Don't Worry is my attempt to sound like Bill Withers. And I'll be your friend, I'll help you carry on for, it won't be long. For my final pick, I'm gonna pick a very recently released song. It was released last month. Uh, it's a song by Pedro the Lion called Yellow Bike. Uh, Pedro the Lion is a guy called Dave Bazan, um, who I am angling to try and become best friends with. I've not met him yet, but Dave, I'm coming for you. Um, uh, he released four records as Pedro the Lion in the early 2000s. He then sort of disappeared for a while, and uh, this January, he released um, his first album in 15 years, and it is the best thing he's ever done, in my opinion. Um, and it's just a staggering collection of songs about growing up in Phoenix. And the first track on the record, which is the first single, is called The Yellow Bike. And um, just every now and again, you know, I've been talking about trying to get out of my comfort zone as a writer and listen widely, and that's important. But every now and again, you just hear something that's just so in the pocket for you. When that song dropped, about 18 people I know texted me telling me to listen to it, being like, this is your favorite song. 
Um, so I listened to it, and it is my favorite song, or certainly at the moment, and uh, I've already figured out like the chords and how to play it and, and learn the words and everything. And it's just, he's got this, he deals in perfect nostalgia. Um, you know, the song opens, he says, on a desert Christmas morning, 1981, uh, one month shy of six years old in the Valley of the Sun. And it's just, that's just perfect, do you know what I mean? And the chorus, the chorus features what I think is one of the strongest lyrics I've ever heard in my life. He says, um, I remember what it was like astride my yellow bike, first freedom, second life. That's an incredible lyric, and that's four fucking words, man. Leave something for the rest of us, Dave, come on. Uh, but yeah, so that song is completely and utterly haunting me at the moment, and that's my final pick. Someone to ride with. Listen to that fucking song if you haven't heard it, by the way.